Let's talk about being satisfied this morning. The song says, all the verses, when we get to heaven, we'll be satisfied. That's true. What about today? Take an inventory of your life today. Sunday, 2020, what's the date? Sunday, the 21st of May, 2023. Take an inventory of your life. Are you satisfied with it? Or can you make some improvements? Now, we all can make improvements, but but are you pretty well satisfied? I am. I don't like every. I don't like the health problems I have. I don't like some things. But far as being sad, let's look at the scriptures and see if we're satisfied with some of the teachings of God's word. Apostle Paul tells us in the Philippians four and eleven how we should be. Listen to what he says. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Ever what our life is, ever what comes in our lives, learn to be content with that. How do we do that? We look for help. Only way we can really be content, especially when troubles and trials come, Paul said, even then, I can be content. How can he do that? By the help of the Lord. We can go to the Lord in prayer. He answers our prayers. He can help us to go through ever what we're going through. It doesn't matter what it is. Jesus can be our help. And we can be content. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with was God. And the, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Let me go read it. That's that's uh, first verse of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I'm content. I'm satisfied that Jesus and God are the same. Are you? Ain't it wonderful? The three in one God? I don't understand how three can be one, but I'm satisfied that it is. God the Son, God, God the Son, and the God the Holy Spirit. One of, one of the most important scriptures in the Bible to understand the teaching of the Bible is Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You believe that? Are you satisfied of the teachings that God created Everything. There was nothing. I can't imagine that. There was no globe. 
this, that our United States is in, that Russia is in. There was nothing. None of that was there. It was void. There was nothing. I can't imagine that. There was no stars. There were no moons. There was no sun. There was zero. And God, look, look what God made out of that. He made what we've got. He made the sun and the moon and the stars. You know what else he made? He made man. And then he made woman. Are you satisfied with the creation that God gave us way back when? Not only that, he gave us all of that. God chose us in Christ before he created the world. Are you satisfied with that? That means he don't need no help, right? I'm satisfied with it. I'm satisfied what God has done. On the natural thought, we saw it last night coming back from Eaton with the Hevingtons. The sun was going down. It was about way big. Red going down. I'm satisfied with God giving the sunrises and sunsets of life. Are you? Nothing more beautiful. I was telling them last night, when I go to the beach, I'm there at 6 o'clock in the morning to watch the sunrise. I'm in there at 7 o'clock at night, watch it set over the sea. God made that. God causes that to happen. The waves at the sea that come in, they don't come but so far. Why? God keeps them back. That's the way he created. Are you satisfied with that? Are you satisfied with the nature of the moon and sun coming up and going down? When I'm on the beach, the starts, uh, sun starts coming up. If who I'm talking to down there, I said, he'll do it again in the morning about the same time. I'm satisfied how God created this world that we're in. Are you? I hope you are. I wouldn't change a thing on those things. Ever, ever seen an eagle fly with its white head and white tail and way it lands on a tree and then come down and catches a fish and goes back up. God does that. He gave that eagle. He created the eagle and then he created it. That's how it gets his food. Me and Polly not far from here on Eagle Creek. I'd rather see the eagle do that than catch a fish. Polly'd rather catch a fish, but I'm satisfied how God created the birds. We sit on our back porch and watch the robins run around in the yard. Sometimes a, a red bird will come by. Nothing more beautiful. Why? God made them. I'm satisfied with that.
Now that's naturally. That's natural things. How about spiritual things? Are you satisfied with God? The way he does things spiritually? Not only did he choose us before the foundation of the world, he sent his son on the cross to die for us. I hope we're satisfied. If we're not satisfied with the world the way he made it, I hope you're satisfied with Matthew 1.21. And she shall bring forth a son, thou shalt call his name Jesus, and he shall save his people from their sins. I believe that with the help of nothing else. I'm, sati- I'm just as satisfied as that as I can be. I think I'm even satisfied with that as I will be when I get to heaven. I don't know how satisfied I'll be when we get to heaven, but we got a verse later that'll tell us how, how, how it'll be. But I'm just as satisfied with Matthew 121 as pig in the sunshine or pig in a water. I am. How about you? Is there a better scripture in the Bible that Matthew 1, 21 that tells us that Jesus, that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for his people and he accomplished everything that he came to do on the cross of Calvary. Where we do anything or not, where we accept that or not, where we believe that or not, it is so. That's how God made it. I'm satisfied. I'm thankful for that. That it ain't up to me. Because Cole mentioned the tongue may get out of line sometimes. Mine does. Does yours? Oh, preachers do that? Yeah. We're human. We're sinners. I don't like that part of it. But the thought that Jesus, just what he did. Besides Jesus dying on the cross, are you satisfied with the Holy Spirit? You know what the Holy Spirit does for us? It borns us again. It comes in our heart. It changes our stone and stony heart to a heart of flesh and a heart of feeling. I'm just as satisfied as that as I am Jesus to save his people. Because that has to take place. Before we ever reach that heavenly home where we'll be completely satisfied, we got, we got to be changed. We've got to be changed from this natural to be like Jesus. In Jeremiah 31, Thirty-one and three. Listen to what Jeremiah says. The Lord hath appeared uh, appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. I'm satisfied with that. That God has loved us with an everlasting love. It don't matter how mean we get, and we can get mean. We are capable of it. He still loves us. 
He don't like what we're doing, but he loves us, all of his children. Now listen to the rest of it. I have loved thee with an everlasting love, therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. I'm satisfied with the loving kindness of God that draws us to him. Not only in, uh, I don't think, not only in a new birth, not only in regeneration, but he, I think he drew us here this morning. Our natural body would rather be doing something else. Polly would rather be fishing. Her natural body, but something drew her here. That's the loving kindness of God. Are you satisfied with it? That it draws you to the church to worship and praise him? I hope, I think we are. Jeremiah 31 and 14 says, And my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, saith the Lord. His people, which they was talking to Israel back there, his people's, that they'll be satisfied with the goodness of the Lord. Jeremiah here in the same chapter says, I'm satisfied with a loving kindness and I'm satisfied with the goodness of the Lord. I hope we are. I think we are. Satisfied with his goodness and satisfied with his loving kindness. What, what a blessing it is. We don't have to wait to go to heaven to be satisfied. If we'll depend on Jesus, pray to the Lord to help us out, we, we can be close to completely satisfied here. I, I, I don't say that I'll ever be satisfied here as I will be in heaven, but some of the things, I, I, it may be close, maybe a close race, just like creation. I mean, the way that happened, I'm just as satisfied as this old body, as this old mind will let me be. He shall save his people. I'm just as satisfied as I don't know how I could be more satisfied than that. How about you? What are you satisfied with? Have y'all read the 23rd Psalm recently? That's what kids, we always have the kids to read. I, I read that when I was in uh, grammar school. I was telling, uh, we went by the old schoolhouse last night that I went to school with. The building's still there. And the church next to it, We when they have uh, vacation Bible school, we they let us out of school to go to vacation Bible school to get us saved. But they was unsuccessful with me. Jesus already done that. They were too late. But then they taught me, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I'm just as satisfied as I can be that the Lord is my shepherd. You know what a shepherd does? He takes care of his sheep. He leads his sheep. He don't drive them. 
You have to lead. See, Jesus leads us. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall don't want or need anything because God supplies what we need. I think most of it is through the Holy Spirit, how he draws us, like, I said, like he said, with the everlasting love. How do you like your shepherd? Are you satisfied with it, or do you want another? I don't think anybody here would want another shepherd than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the great shepherd. Then in uh, 48 Psalm, what do you think about Buffalo Church? Are you satisfied with Buffalo Church in your life? Get a little closer to home, isn't it? Get a little closer to think about. What about Buffalo Church? What about Rocky Spring Church, where Brother Kevin is this morning, where I pastor? Am I satisfied with Rocky Spring Church? Are you satisfied with Buffalo Church? We can make improvements, sure. We're sinners. But the teachings of Buffalo Church, the teachings of Rocky Spring Church, the teaching of Six Mile Church, where the Heavingtons go, what we're teaching and what we're practicing, are you satisfied with it? I am. What does it teach? God created everything. What does it teach? Jesus saved everyone, every one of his children. Matthew 1, 21. Listen, see what Psalmist David thinks about the church. I hope we think the same thing. 48 Psalm, verse 1. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountains of holiness. You know where the city of our God is? We're in it this morning. We're in it right now, praising and honoring Jesus. Not only that, listen to it, verse 2. Beautiful situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion. On the side of the north, the city of the great king. You know what Mount Zion is? Buffalo Church. Beautiful situation. The joy of the whole earth. Let me tell you this morning, there's nothing on this earth better than the church of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He gave the church. He didn't need it. He gave it for us to worship him, to praise him, to have fellowship with him. How do we have fellowship with him? We have fellowship one with another. When we manifest that fellowship one with another, we're having fellowship with Jesus. Where is it at? In Mount Zion. The beautiful. Is it the joy of the whole earth to you? Or Polly, had you rather go fishing? (laughs) 
guess she'd rather be here. If she'd rather be fishing, she'd be fishing, right? Brother Doyle Hur says, we generally do what we want to do. I want to be in the house of the Lord. I want to have that beautiful situation, the joy of the whole earth. Mount Zion is the church. What is it? Verse 3. God is known in her palaces for a refuge. Are why you here this morning singing the songs of Zion that we did and the prayer that we hear, the preaching that we hear? Do you care what's going on in the world while you're in here? I never think about it. It's the ref- you We can get away from this old sinful. The world is not a friend of us. We live in it. We have to live in it. But we don't have to be friends to it. Our friendship is in Mount Zion, the church of the living God. It's a refuge. We can come in for just a little while and shut out those things and think about Jesus, praise him, worship him, put our, all our thoughts upward. When you walk out that door just in a little bit, the world will hit you in the face every time. But ain't it a joy what we're having right now? We're in a joy with the song service. It's the joy, of, best thing on earth. Best thing on earth. I like it being a refuge. I am satisfied with the refuge of the church. How about you? You know, I've spoken a lot of things that we should be satisfied with. How do you measure up this morning? Are you satisfied with creation? Are you satisfied with he shall save his people from their sins? Are you satisfied with the church? Where do you measure up? What's better than what I've just said? What else can you be more satisfied in? Brother Cole may say, I'm satisfied with my little baby. And should be. We need to be satisfied with our children. Just don't put them before God. They don't belong there. That right, Cole? Hard to do sometimes, and you just start. I've raised five. They don't get any better. In fact, they're probably easier at this age than they are at 16 or 17. Right, Rex? Rex and Terry's had seven. They've had joy. They still have it. You know what they're having joy with now? Y'all know. Grandkids. They even travel in this camper right here to go close to where their grandkids are. Why would they do that? Why would me and Polly drive to Murfreesboro to see two grandboys we got singing a play at school? 
It's good. But it don't measure up to where we're at this morning. God is first. Why? Because he created everything. Why? Because Jesus saves us. Not, let us not put anything before the worship service of God. Nothing. Sometimes we do. When I do that, I have to call God up on the phone and say, I'm sorry. Forgive me. You know, I've never got a busy signal when I call him. Have you? I'm satisfied the way he handles his phone. He hears every time. He answers every time. I'm satisfied with that. Because I go to him on a regular basis. And I get help every time I go to him. May not what I'm looking for, but what I need. You know, one of the scriptures says, God will supply all of our needs. Not our wants. Ain't you thankful he don't give you everything you want? But he gives us everything we need. I'm satisfied that he does that. I'm, I'm a witness that he's gave me everything that I need. How about you? How are you satisfied? How are you measuring up? I asked you when I first started. To look, look at your life. How, how do you measure up? Are you? 50%? 75%? How about up to 90 or 95? How high are you? I can't judge. You can't. You judge yourself. Where are you at? When you're comparing God and godliness and the loving kindness and the goodness and the church that we love compared to other things, where do you measure up? I like Polly pretty good. She's a close race to Jesus because of my nature. But my inward soul says Jesus is way ahead. How are you? How much you love that little baby, Cole? About as much as you can, right? How much do you love God and Jesus Christ? Are you satisfied with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? What he's done for us, what he's doing for us today, what he'll do for in the future. I hope, I hope we are. May the 21st, 2023. You know what Jesus says? Same thing he said to Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul needed help. He had a thorn in the flesh. You know what Jesus told him? My grace is sufficient for thee. He didn't remove the thorn in the flesh. 
Paul prayed three times. He still didn't remove it. What did he do? Gave him grace to handle it. What he gave uh, Apostle Paul, he gives Charles Whitten. Ever what comes in my life, God gives grace sufficient to get me through it. We've got to go through troubles and trials of life. That's part of life. If you want to blame, don't blame God. Blame Adam for that. But God, through Jesus Christ, says, I'll take care of you. My grace is sufficient for the... I'm just as satisfied as anything that his grace is sufficient to help us in time of need. There's another that goes along with that. In Hebrews 13 and 5, you, you know what it says? The grace sufficient is 2 Corinthians 12, 9, if you're taking notes. But 13 and 5 of Hebrews says, He'll never leave us alone. I'm just as satisfied as I can be that Jesus will never forsake me. He'll never leave. That's a promise he made. And he keeps every promise. I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. He won't you either. When we go astray, we do, because of our nature, where it's mentally, where it's physically, where it's the tongue, we mess up. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. He takes care of that, but chastening us. We got a conscience. When we do those things, conscience sets in and says, wow, why did I do that? And let me ask you this. When you're out there in the weeds doing what you ain't supposed to do, have you ever heard a little voice tap you on the shoulder and says, don't? I have. You know where that's come from? That comes from heaven. That's that still, small voice that the Bible speaks about says, don't. When it says don't, do we quit doing what we're doing? I think we do. And ashamed of what we're doing. I'm satisfied with the small, still voice of our Savior that has talked to me, that's helped me. Galatians, one of the sweetest verses in the Bible that I'm totally satisfied with. What Apostle Paul wrote to the Galatian church, he writes it to us. What did he say? Galatians 2 and 20. 
I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Now listen to what this says. The faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. There's that personal Savior. We were talking about it before service. This said, God loves me. That's what Apostle Paul is saying. God loves me. You know what Charles said? God loves me. Apostle Paul said, and gave himself for me. You know what Charles said? He gave himself for me. You know what you can say? God loves you, and God gave himself for you. When he sent his son on the cross to die for you, when he sent the Holy Spirit into you and, re, and uh, regeneration, born you again of the Holy Spirit. I'm just as satisfied as that as I can be. Sometimes I think I'm just as, I said it earlier, satisfied as I can be is when I get to heaven. That probably ain't true, but I'm satisfied with the work of God. I'm not satisfied with me because this old sinful body gets to me sometimes. And uh, I don't like it, but I got it. I'll always have it. When sin is finished, it brings forth death. Wow. I just had a thought. Death ain't bad. Think about it. Death ain't bad. You die today, you're in heaven today. What's wrong with that? Have you ever thought of it, death that way? Sure, there's a separation here. It's sad, but we rejoice. Because the loved ones that we've lost, I didn't mourn that much for them, maybe a little bit. It's natural to do that. But I was thankful the day they died, they they was in the presence of the Lord, just like the thief on the cross. Today you will be with me in paradise. I'm just as satisfied as I can be that when I die, I'll be in the presence of the Lord. I'm satisfied with that. Death ain't bad. In fact, it's a crossing over to a perfect life. Psalm 17. If you're not satisfied, if you're not satisfied in this life, you're going to be. That's another promise that Lord has made. 
Psalm 17 and 15. Psalmist David says, As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. That satisfaction is a guarantee. When we get to heaven and wake up in the likeness of Jesus Christ, David said, we'll be satisfied, completely satisfied. Let's don't wait till we get to heaven to be satisfied. Let's do our level best here to praise the Lord, worship the Lord, follow the Lord, follow the leadership, believe in what the Bible says about salvation by grace, and I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Let's practice satisfaction here. Then when we get to heaven, we'll raise up a notch to 100% satisfaction. I don't know how high we can get here. I don't. We can't get 100%, but we can get close if we depend on the Lord.